stories give emotion. Stories give um, motivation and excitement and interest and empathy. Um, that is what drives buying decisions. That is what drives uh, us to have fun and enjoy each other. The silliness, the relationships that we build is all in storytelling. So uh, in, in my mind, um, telling a story is where, where we do all of our learning. Welcome to Biz Stories Shared, where storytellers share their inspiration, motivation, some disappointments, and how they applied the lessons that led them to success. Stories are gifts. Listen as these gifts are shared. Now, here is your host, Charlotte Plott. Hello, storytellers. This is Charlotte Plott, and I'm thrilled to bring you our guest today, Dana Malstaff. Dana, are you ready to be a storyteller? Oh, I am so ready. Oh, good. I'm so <laughs> excited to hear your stories. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dana. She is a mother, an author, a business and content strategist, coach, podcaster, and blind spot reducer. Dana is the author of Boss Mom, the ultimate guide to raising a business and nurturing your family like a pro and the founder of the Boss Mom Movement. She serves boss moms who yearn for more time and less guilt when it comes to building their business and starting or raising their family by providing the tools they need to get more out of their content and business without sacrificing their family goals. When she is not creating new courses or building new strategy tools for creative entrepreneurs, she can be found chasing her son on the beach, rubbing cheeks with her new daughter, or thinking of the next fun family adventure. That just sounds all so delightful, Dana, and I'm really glad to be here. And so I've given our listeners just a little summary about you. So will you take a minute and tell us more about you personally? because we want to get to know you better, and then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, sure. So, gosh, well, we could probably sit here for hours, and I could <laughs> tell you my All stories, because right. I, I have lots and lots of stories. Um, yeah, I, I say that I uh, started my business when I had my son, and I grew my business when I had my daughter. Uh, my my entrepreneurial journey really started um, at the exact time that I, uh, you know, basically got pregnant with my son. Uh, so they've been very much intertwined for me. And I, I have always seen such an interesting correlation between a business and a baby. Um, and, and they seem to have the same characteristics, which is so cool to me because we can learn so much from both of them. And a lot of times we try and separate them in our lives. Um, and so what I've done in my business and in my life is show how they go together and, and ultimately show how um, – I think we say you know, that, you know, it's not about sacrificing our lives for our children. It's about showing our children what a good life lived is sort of the motto of, of what I teach and in the Boss Mom book. And that's that's how I think a lot of my stories, uh, at least since I've had kids, um, has has really come into play because there's just such an interesting way we can learn both, and I think we enjoy and thrive in both our business and our family when we um, when we start to think of them as this integrated thing together. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I've got two kids. So I've got my son, who's two and a half, my daughter, who is uh, going to be a year, actually, pretty soon, so she's oh. not as new anymore. Uh, I live in beautiful San Diego, and I have a home office, and I 
love to work. I love to hang out with my kids. Uh, they're both my, I consider myself to have three babies. Um, and I'm really, uh, building, uh, building a life through my business and my passion and love what I get to do every single day. And, and so that's a little bit about me. And really my business is all about helping mom entrepreneurs to create thriving businesses and, and families at the same time to recognize that doing what we love and we're passionate about and building on that actually shows our children that work doesn't have to be a negative word. It shows our children that pursuing our passion should be part of what we do, and that helps to create fulfillment in our lives. Uh, and I spend every day, um, you know, of the week getting up and figuring out how to make more tools to help make that uh, journey easier for the moms that I work with so that uh, they can get there quicker. Get there quicker and and along the way, still enjoy their their little children and the family life, and that's such a healthy attitude that you have because there we shouldn't have to sacrifice what we want to do because then you you don't enjoy the all the aspects of your life. So good for you for taking that path. Oh, thank you. And I it's so funny the word sacrifice too. I think is an unnecessary word to use really in in most things that we do i think sacrifice is a you know is kind of a negative word is this is a self um giving word that we say i i i have to sacrifice this i don't want to but i have to sacrifice it i think i think we right. compromise we decide to make make purposeful decisions about our priorities and our time um, but ultimately, a lot of the Boss Mom mission is about uh, everything we do in our life stems from love. I believe that. And and so when you love something, and that's your family and your business, there is always more love to give. Um, the more that you love, the more positive, you know, uh, positive feelings you have, the more motivation and inspiration you have that you can do more, that you can incorporate more, that you can uh, fulfill more and do more for people and uh, and add value in different ways, both in your business and your family. So that word sacrifice ceases to be part of your vocabulary because the compromise is a willing and loving compromise that you give on both sides in the family and the business. And I think it takes a lot of the stress and a lot of the frustration and anxiety out of the idea that we have to sacrifice because we, like I said, compromise willingly. That was a very good description of it. And <laughs> compromise willingly, it, that's a very healthy way to put it. Oh, so good. thank you for that. Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> Well, here at Biz Stories Shared, we start every show with our guest's favorite quote. So, Dana, what's your favorite quote, and how do you apply this to your everyday thinking? Yeah, so this is tough because I feel like uh, I feel like this changes a lot. Like, w depends what mood I'm in or what season I'm in. Um, but one of my real favorite quotes is um, it's from a book called The Law of Divine Compensation um, by Marianne Williamson, and it's it basically says we have the power to believe that something else is possible, that things can change, that a miracle can happen. And something that I really love about about this quote is that we have that the power is with us. That um, and, and and the fact that the quote ends that a miracle can happen is that our dreams can be big, and that our affirmations, our desires, our goals can be big, and that as long as we put on ourselves that we have that possibility, that we have that power 
to at least get ourselves closer, to at least take the steps to get us there, that all of those things are possible. And I think when we get up in the morning, life is hard. Raising kids is hard. Running a business is hard. Just living sometimes can be hard. It's not, you know, it's not all picking which uh, playground you're going to play out like it was when you were a kid. We have a lot on our shoulders. And so when we wake up and recognize that there is a a beautiful big world out there full of challenges but also full of possibilities, um, it makes getting up and making those things happen in your life so much easier. And by taking that action and owning that, I think that is what gives us the momentum to create additional positivity in our lives. Additional positivity. Well, that's that's a very good ending on the of your quote. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just I'm all about the, the two word phrases today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that's great. Then, how would you like the storyteller the listeners to apply that mantra onto their journey? Sure. I think that when we, you know, I was recently talking about in the Boss Mom podcast just about you have to you know you have to know what you want. You have to know what your end in mind is. Um, as Stephen Covey would say, because you've got to, you have to, to, in order to go where, where you want to go, you have to know where you're going, right? So you have to make some decisions. I think in life, one of the difficulties is the decision making that we have to do every day. It's, there's so many opportunities, there's so many possibilities, so you have to make that decision. So if you were going to apply this quote, um, this idea that you have the power to believe that something else is possible, that things can change, that a miracle can happen, You have to decide what you want that miracle to be. You have to decide what you want that change to be, what you want that possibility to be for you. And if you apply this quote, it's to understand where you would apply it. And when you realize where you want those things to happen in your life, I think then it can it can be create a path for you to get there. Oh, beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know when we're taking action that sometimes along the way you might have experienced just a whisper of discontent. What matters is that you had the courage to take action and proceed with your goals and overcome the hurdles of no income and maybe even closed doors during the startup stage. Would you please tell a story of one of the times you just didn't get the results you set out to achieve? Oh, all the time. <laughs> By the way, all the, well, being an entrepreneur is, um, and really a lot of life is all about, it's the, it's the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time, it uh-huh. don't work. 20% of the time, it totally rocks. And some of that time, you're not even sure why. Uh, owning a business, having a family, all of those things in life, being successful is all about getting past that 80, through that 80% as quickly as possible, being able to recognize the 20% as quickly as possible and to stop doing the 80% and doing more of the 20%. You know, that's, that's, that's what we, we fight for every day is to, is to figure out what that is and do more of it. Um, so I would say early on, uh, the, the failures were bigger because I had less of a focus. I really, uh, knew less of what I wanted and where I wanted to go. Um, and, and those were, you know, I mean, I've actually had, uh, when I started out, you know, I wasn't doing business coaching. I was doing more, um, mindful communication coaching and things like that. And I recognized that my passion for mindful communication and mindfulness and present, uh, being present, um, was something that fueled me and what I did on a day to day basis. And I, I, I felt so uh, passionately about how it affected, positively affected relationships that I thought I'm going to teach this. Um, and, it, and I failed miserably because my gift is not, is not in coaching mindful communication, is not in relationship coaching. My, my gift is in is business strategy, is in seeing how tools fit together, is learning things quickly so I can teach other people how to do them, is doing all these different things that 
really are more on the business strategy side. And so I, I, I failed miserably because I wasn't honing in on my gift. When I recognized finally that what my gift was and I shifted my business to be more along the lines of, of using that gift to my advantage, the mindful communication component and the passion I had for that I found was always infused in how I talk to people and how I live my life and how I show people how uh, they could possibly live their life and run their business. So I got to live my passion while also doing what I'm good at, which makes me much better money. Um, that, and then I think so that that, that epic fail uh, was the ultimate turning point and lesson for me to really build something thriving. Uh, yes, that was that again was well said. But do you have a specific story? Oh gosh, that you can uh, tell us? Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to this. Uh, I, I, basically, I went to a, a conference, and um, it was not a very good conference. But it somebody got up on stage and they basically said, "You are, um, you know, we're entrepreneurs and." Pretty much you want to do everything um, and wear all these different hats, but you got to find the thing you're really good at and and take that and 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 the thing you're great at, but it seems hard to other people and, and do that and do that in your business. And so I went went home and I was trying to figure out how to apply this because things weren't weren't working in my business. Um, and I basically went and told people that I wanted to um, you know, that I, I was going to coach some people on this area of business strategy and really content creation. And I got three people um, to come in and, and do it for free. And um, what I found, it was so interesting. I, I From that, it stemmed that I realized this is what I'm really good at. Um, but only of the three people, two of them were total failures. It was not the right ideal client. You know, I tried to do what they wanted, but I couldn't really understand their brand. Like it wasn't a good connection, those kinds of things. So I ended up having one person that was amazing and two total epic fails where the project didn't work. Um, I didn't get them the results they wanted, you know, and it was a, a really great learning lesson for me. Once again, I like to think that the things that fail teach me the things that are going to work and be good. Um, but, but I, I put myself out there and, uh, and one worked really well and the other two totally, totally bombed. Um, and, and it was just, it was an amazing, it was an amazing lesson to, to see, uh, the difference between when something works and something doesn't, and then start to analyze why those two things were so different, um, and, and help that to fuel how you're going to do things different in the, in the future. That was a great example of a failure, and but yet you still had a success, and and we really it's sort of like that word sacrifice. We don't really want to call it a failure because you learned a lot. Yeah, I from that. I, I honestly think that um, in order to get up every morning and do what it takes to be an entrepreneur, um, I can't bring the negative words in. Um, when I had my both of my children, I had uh, did hypnobirthing. And it's a very similar concept that you don't use words that are negative. You don't, there was only positivity that was in the room with me when I had my children. Um, and because, because negativity is what creates stress and stress in your body is what tightens things. And when things are tight, wow. it's, it's difficult to be fluid. It's difficult for things to move in the way they're supposed to. And I feel that way 
not only about the body. I mean, hypnobirthing was an amazing experience for me to learn and, and put into practice in everyday life. But, um, you know, the fluidity that we that we need in our day to day life and the way we think and the way we function um, and the way our body works depends on us being open. And you can't be open when you're being negative. Right. Well, is hip, I've never heard of hypno breathing. Is that is it kind of tied to meditation? Uh, a little bit. So, it, um, so it's actually it's hypno birthing. Oh, hypno birthing. Yeah, hypno birthing. Oh. And um, but it is a lot about breath and everything. But it's it's mainly this idea that where you kind of are able to relax yourself almost in a meditation state enough to really just allow yourself to have your child without the stress. So I was able to have both kids naturally. Um, and, uh, but, but what I love about it is it, it, you read, there's a book and a whole CD and classes you can take, but the whole first half of the book isn't about how to breathe, how to, you know, all these things. The first half of the book is talking about the history of, of having a baby, the history of woman, um, and this idea that we were literally built to have children. We were built that way. Like our bodies mm-hmm. are built that way. Um, right. and, and we almost forget that thinking that why would we be built to do something if it was going to be painful and a horrible experience? That's just not the way it's supposed to be, right? We've almost scared ourselves into thinking it's hard. Um, and, and in, in reality, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's, of course, things are hard, but it shouldn't be horrific. <laughs> right. Um, and right. so I, and so I learned that you learn to change the way you think about it. You know, you meet people and they go, it's same thing in business. You know, you meet people and they go, oh my gosh, you're going to have a baby. Okay. Well, it's going to be horrible. It's going to take forever to recover. <laughs> it's going to be the most, you're going to scream to your husband. Why did you do this to me? And all those things, you know, and, uh, and the, and the same thing in business. They're like, oh, my gosh, business is going to be so hard. Like 80% of businesses fail in the first five years. And they, they give you all this negativity about it. And uh, and you bring that with you. And so I think uh, part of the hypnobirthing is to shed that, is to help yourself re- reach a meditation and calm because you aren't letting any of that be on your shoulders. You're brushing it away. Uh, and I take that approach into business um, and, and life in general, um, I think, every day. Because, because that same fluidity thing I was talking about is I need to be able to be flexible I need to be agile in my business and in my life so I can move and, and take on anything that comes my way because life is full of daily challenges um, and, and not allowing those things to be on my shoulders um, gives me the, that weightlessness that allows me to, to be more flexible. Wow. Hypnobirthing. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it's super cool. Actually, you know what? I can give you a link. I wrote an article that's, that's basically about hypnobirthing for your business. It's one of the chapters in my in my book. Uh, oh, yeah. great. <laughs> so I talk about how you can apply that to business. Oh, wonderful. I'll take it. <laughs> well, what I want to do now, Dana, is to go to the other end of the spectrum. We would like to hear the story of the time in your journey when you had an aha moment, when you became aware of the path that you wanted to travel. So take us to that moment when you had that light bulb go off and take us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. Sure. So I um, knew I always knew I wanted to write a book. And I just by luck um, had gone to a conference, met somebody. uh, They had uh, we had started to do some work together. And they invited me a spot opened up in a mastermind there and they invited me into this mastermind. 
So I was in there, and one of the people in the mastermind was a book coach, and he basically said, hey, for everybody that's in this group, I'm going to give this amazing discount. If you want to write a book, you better get on it now, because he was moving to China uh, from San Diego to go teach over there, and he, um, uh, you know, and so he's like, you're going to get it now, or I'm, you know, before I leave, and I said, I'm in. Give it to me. So (laughs) so we went, and one of the first things you do is you mind map um, your ideas, and I went in thinking I was going to write this book about uh, content strategy, which is what I do, and um, and and his expertise, and really the just the space he gave me to to continue brainstorming, even when it got awkward and strange. Which I think the key to brainstorming is to, to be awkward and strange. That's when the ideas come out. And and what came out was really this guilt I felt about being a mom and an entrepreneur, about loving my business and feeling like that made me a bad mom or or that I'd be judged for being a bad mom about, um, you know, not wanting to stay home with my kids and wondering if that made me a bad mom. There was all these, am I a bad mom? Am I a bad, you know, right. these, these feelings. And, and the fact that it took me a really long time to recognize that that wasn't the case, that loving my business and doing what I love is is building a life for my family and actually allows me personally to be a better mom to my children. Um, sure. That idea came out and it was so prominent that I I decided that was going to be my book topic. And the aha moment I had was I put that that idea out to the group. I said, hey, I'm thinking of writing this book. Here's some of the titles I'm thinking about. Um, and what do you think? And the response I got was so amazing. Like the response I got was like, I had 300 plus people within like 30 minutes that had commented on this idea that was like, yes, please. You have to write this book. When is it going to be out? I need it right now. Like I need this. How exciting. Yeah. That I, I recognized that there was this, there was this flame that I needed to like fan the hell out of as much as possible. And, and that was my aha moment. My, my aha moment, I think is was not that this topic was important. My aha moment was that I may be a content strategist by trade, but that by creating a movement that was for moms to help get rid of this guilt, I was freeing them up to to be able to learn my strategies and implement them without the daily things in our lives that hold us from doing the things that we are meant to do um, without that holding them back. That by creating this movement, I was freeing them up to create the thriving business that I knew that my that my skills could help them get to. And I think that was my aha moment. I could couple those together and make it something and we launched Boss Mom in September of last year, and it is a really successful business now, just at the, you know, in the middle of, of 2016. Oh, well, congratulations. And how exciting that it came about from a book. Yeah. I mean, you were just taking a, a class or um, at a meeting, and you decided, yes, you were going to write the book, and look at where it got you. I know, right? Well, I think a, a book, too, is, is it's, you know, just like with storytelling, like everything's in stories, you know, everything. What's so interesting is when I I work with women about writing and they they write in jargon, right? We like almost think we need to be jargony um, because those are the words that people know. And what we we forget is that those words have been used so much that everybody either applies a different meaning to them that we can't control, or uh, they apply no meaning and they pass over it without thinking about it. Stories uh, give context. Stories give emotion. Stories give um, motivation and excitement and interest and empathy. Um, that is what drives buying decisions. That is what drives uh, us to have fun and enjoy each other. The silliness, the relationships that we build is all in storytelling. So uh, in, in my mind, um, telling a story is where where we do all of our learning. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just, woo woo, it's just like a fire hose here. I can't even think of the next thing to say because <laughs> I'm listening so intently. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you to bring us to the present time and to share your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Oh, well, you know what I have to say? I, I recently, over the last, I think, four months, launched the Boss Mom Academy, which is my group coaching program. Um, and I think why I would call that my my proudest entrepreneurial moment is because I I waited to do it for so long. I think I was scared of how it would all go down and how it would happen. I think maybe scared that people would be like, I don't want to be in a group coaching program with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think I just like everybody else, even though I have the experience and uh, I have a really great brand and my business is doing really well. I still wake up sometimes and go, why is anybody listening to me? You know, like you have those yeah. times. Um, but it, it, I did, I put the work in. I did, uh, I, I, I put it out the way I wanted. I worked really hard um, to make it everything that it, it could be. And I don't think that the launching of it was my most proud moment. I think that the engagement and the women that we have in there, the amazing um things that they've all done, I think that's that's my proudest moment is that I went from being able to help a couple people, a handful of people at a time, to being able to help in helping more women. And I am I mean it's it's where I live, so I'm really engaged in that space. And uh, you know, I mean the women that are are doing things in there, they put up videos of them doing chair dances and I mean if you know anything about me and the Boss Mom community, I love dance parties and yes. love celebration. So we do a lot of celebrating and it's also a space where they're like, Hey, I don't feel like my husband's super supportive of this. Can you all give me some help? Or, you know, I feel like this is my kids are sick and for a whole week and I'm I feel like I'm so behind. Can you help me? So it's not just about business. It really is this this perfect melding of of being a mom and being an entrepreneur at the same time. And it's just the space that I got get to wake up in the morning and go, I created it. I created this space for women um, that that can that can feel like they're supported and also get the things they need to know what they need to do on a day to day basis. Um, and I I just I think that's amazing that I get to do that every day and that uh, yeah I love it that it's working it's working really well. <laughs> so. Well, well that is wonderful and and so kudos to you for designing something like that that is helping helping women because I don't think that there's a lot of opportunity for women to get the kind of help that you are offering to them. So No, I hear that a lot actually. I hear there's a lot of business coaches, there's a lot of groups, there's even a lot of moms doing business coaching. Um, and I think I think in some ways there uh, there's you know you well, I think people get nervous about niching down about saying well this is specifically going to be for moms because I have a lot of dads, I have a lot of guys that come to me um, that get on my list that read my content. Uh, but I, I really do love this, this space. I've been in coaching programs. I'm, I'm in one now. I believe you should, your coach should have a coach. Um, you know, I know tons of people who have, have, uh, group coaching programs and, and I love the space that we've created where they feel like they can come in and not only ask about business, but ask about, uh, the parenting side and how, how to deal with time management and how to deal with support or non-support from the people around them. Um, yeah, so it's, I think it is, it is definitely unique. Um, and I may be saying no to other people that don't, uh, fit that mom entrepreneur mold who maybe might pay me for coaching. Uh, but to me, that space is so vital, is so important that, uh, that I'm, I'm very happy to build that specifically for my girls. 
Well, good for, good for you for building that because it is a, an arena that really does need paying attention to. And the the one thing that I can see that your coaching helps them is that we get this little chatter going on in our head that tells us how, you, you know, we're, that we're no good and you're a failure as a mom and your kids are dirty and they're sick and the house is sick. And we need that opportunity to to, to be lifted up again. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the Boss Mom Facebook group, we have the Throw the Guilt Away Tuesdays, <laughs> which is my favorite day. Um, and I uh, I love it because, yeah, I do like my son. He wore the same pair of socks for a week. You know what? Like, it, it doesn't make me a worse mom. It just means maybe I should do laundry next week. <laughs> you know, I mean, I uh, and every week we say, tell us something. Tell us something that you are not letting go of that's keeping you from doing oh. the things you want to do in your business and your life, even the small things. Um, and, and, and let it out there, like verbalize it to the world and we will support you in a non-judgmental way to say that's right. okay. Like it's okay. Like nobody goes in there and says, I didn't feed my kid for a week. Like those are obvious things yeah. that we don't, that, that don't happen. Sure. It's always the little things, the little things that really ultimately aren't going to make, make the big difference because everybody in our group loves their family. Uh, love is never the issue. Love is never the point, the, the, the part that we feel guilty about. It's the little tiny things that are those sort of like superfluous add-ons of things we think we should be doing one way or told we're doing another way or we see one person doing it one way and think, oh gosh, why, you know, I don't have time to do that. That must make me a bad parent. Um, right. We let those go. And, and yeah, right. so yeah, I definitely think it's that space that even just that one day of like, just let it go, let the guilt go, um, can make a big difference in then taking up, getting into Wins Wednesday where we we call it you did it, we did it Wednesday, uh, where we can say, great, I let that go. What did that leave room now for me to be able to do that's more productive? Oh, my goodness. And so you've helped to eliminate that, um, those words where we shouldn't should on ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and what's interesting, too, is when you get a good space like this of the right people that all have the same kind of mentality, the same kind of, uh, you know, um, environment together. And there's there's uh, runs it runs the gamut for women, um, you know, in our group that are uh, moms or that are expecting that are uh, trying to adopt. Um, I just interviewed somebody for the Boss Mom podcast that's working on adoption. Um, you know, all these different spaces that are grandmas that are taking care of their grandkids, you know, and all, all this, all this, there's a the spectrum of it, but we all have the same mindset. Um, and I, I love it because we come into this, come into this group and we really do get, get the same kind of support that, um, that, that we all need to, yeah, to be able to move forward in a really easy way and, and not say, I should be doing this, I should be doing it, because ultimately one person posts something and 10 other people go, oh, my God, I just did that last week, or that was so easy, <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. And all of a sudden you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. And then right. the should becomes, oh, this totally happens to other people, or they totally, you know, needed to give their kid a hot dog for the day because of A, B, and C, or whatever it is. And you recognize that, yeah, sure, not everybody in the world is going to do the things the way you do it or not do the things the way you aren't able to do them, uh, but you're not alone. And I think that whether it's a, as a parent or an entrepreneur, um, finding a group that can help you feel not so alone in the challenges that you have and the things that you do and the quirks that you have. Um, I think that that community is we're built. We're community built people. 
Like we we aren't made to be isolated, and isolation uh, I think I think does harm to the way the way we are able to accept ourselves and experience the world. It's funny you can get yourself get to know yourself better by being with people, I think, than by being by yourself. I think that I I agree with you completely, and and that's probably where the the terminology came from. It it takes a village. It not only for kids, but but for families and for moms and for dads, we can't just live in isolation. And so that's a, a very wonderful place that you've put for your for your clients. Oh, thanks. And people really want to hear stories like yours because it just sounds so successful. And you're making, you're helping individuals connect with others and themselves and make a better lifestyle, especially since you're working with moms. So would you tell us one thing that is really exciting you and your business right now? Oh, yes. Oh, that's so easy. Um, we are right in the midst of planning the Boss Mom Retreat. So there's oh. a, there's a, especially if you do coaching, uh, but in any online service industry, there's like a general progression, like a natural progression of things. You know, you start working one-on-one, and then uh, you maybe build some coursework, and then you do a group coaching program, and it, and, and then you do an on-site event. And I have been wanting to do this for like two years and we are finally at a place where it makes sense. And I went and saw locations. Uh, we're going to do it in an old bakery factory in downtown oh, San Diego. Nice. Yeah, we're going to, I mean, it, it's going to be, I, I, it's not going to be like a, an event where you sit down and listen to people talk. It's going to be like like a mastermind and a karaoke party and a sauna <laughs> had a baby. And, you know, I, I love it. So there's going to be, because, you know, as moms, I think, we think, uh, like I told you, I, I love, uh, like I'm the person when I eat, I mix everything together, right? Like, like I right. want one bite of everything and it all, cause it all feeds the taste for me. Um, so I don't like to compartmentalize things. And so, you know, my boss moms, when they are going to go uh, to a business conference, they're going to be away from their kids for a day or two. And, and so I want to give them a space where they can further their business, but feel like they get to be a little relaxed and feel like they get to be a sexy lady at the same time. Oh, and, and, beautiful. Yeah, and I, so I'm, that's what we're working on. So we're going to be, it's going to, I'm, I'm not going to have speakers. I'm going to have facilitators. So other coaches that come in and help facilitate people working on their business. Um, we're going to have uh, Disney Disney song karaoke. Because um, we sing, we we all know we all know the Disney songs because we've got we've all got kids, but we don't get to have a glass of wine and wear heels when we sing it. So you're gonna do karaoke, yeah. We've got uh, all sorts of fun stuff, yeah. So I'm I'm super excited. It's it's hard to actually not like stop wanting to run the rest of my business just to sit down and like imagine oh, all yeah. the possibilities with this event. But it's uh it is bringing me immense joy just to imagine what's gonna be like. Oh, good. And when are you, how soon are you holding it? So it'll be the end of January, the last weekend in January of 2017. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, so we have a while, but I mean, when you're planning an event, there's going to be between 100, about 150 or so people there. Uh, It actually takes, it's like planning a wedding. Like you got to place almost a year in advance. So, Oh, Oh, that is really exciting. Oh, thanks. Well, Dana, what is the best business advice that you've ever received? I think my stepdad, uh, who's a wonderful entrepreneur and uh, and also a writer, and he told me that uh, super simple. He said, "Business is people," um, and it goes back to I think that storytelling idea. 
Um, right. And he said, you can get bogged down in the tools and the tasks and the day to day and the process and the, you know, automation and all those things that are important and they will help help your business. Uh, but when it comes down to it, business is people. Um, it is the relationships you make. It is the interactions and the collaborations. It's the value that you give, uh, the being useful and, and the putting what you, you know, the effort that you have into making sure that you are creating better lives for people through those relationships that is going to make you successful. Um, and so I just, I keep remembering that business, business is people. If you don't have people to follow you, then you don't have a team. If you don't have people that believe in you, then you don't have a business. Um, you don't have a brand. And uh, the only way to be successful is to have those things. Well, he sounds like a very wise man, and you're very wise to have captured that, <laughs> those words. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, what is the vision of the future of your business? Yeah, sure. So um, it's it's funny. When I talk about this idea of, this, of a vision for the future, um, I always talk about it in three ways. I think uh, emotionally, environmentally, and financially are the th- three ways I like to plan. Um, and so emotionally, um, for me, it's being uh, fulfilled by, by being valuable to other people. Um, it is by being feeling always that I'm worthy of love and that I am free and giving of my love. So that's that's the future that I want to create for myself. Um, feeling that I am in control of what I'm doing, that I, I have set my path and that I'm going that way. So uh, that's all the emotional side. I think the environmental side is I I want to create a space where my husband can you know quit his job in the next year or two um, so that we can go spend summers uh, in different places and give our kids this wonderful eclectic experience of the world and learning different cultures and learning different things um, and experience for us. We're very experiential people. Um, and and then financially to be in a space where I can can ultimately, I would love to be able to start a, a non-for-profit business in addition to the one I have now that really is is out there to simply help moms who want to start their own business to give them the resources, the tools, and the coaching uh, to be able to do that. Uh, you know, send send a babysitter over once a week for somebody to be able to go start their business. I want to create that space because I think moms have so much to offer, and often we feel like being a mother is the only thing that we can or should do, and I want to give them the resources and space to feel like they can uh, pursue their passions while being an amazing mother at the same time. Oh, that that is a very worthwhile goal, being a, an amazing mother while they're really living their passion. Yeah, and a lot of times they don't feel like they have the resources or space. I have a, a husband who has a wonderful job, and we've created a um, an environment for ourselves where I was able to quit and start my own job and have kids and, and get some daycare for them while I'm building the business up. Um, not every mom has that opportunity, and, and I think that that is, is really important because the children that they raise, um, you know, for the moms that love to stay home and be the stay-at-home mom, that's the best way for them to be the to be a wonderful mom. And there's a sure. there's a percentage of women who are like that, or even dads that are like that. Um, the, those of us that aren't built that way, um, I think we we raise better children when we can be uh, both mom and entrepreneur at the same time. So if I can if I can build my business up enough to be able to create uh, uh, you know a not for profit that could help women do that and give kind of scholarships or something along those lines, oh, that'd um, be wonderful. I know, doesn't it sounds great? So that's like my five year plan. Oh, that's that's very good. Well thought out. I can tell that. Well, Dana, how do you would you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Yeah, 
sure. So um, uh, there's two things I think are, are kind of molded into the same habit, but I'll break them up into two to make them more actionable for everybody. Um, the first one is every single morning I um, take at least five minutes to sit down and think about, look at what I need to accomplish that day and that week and, and assess what what can what feasibly can get done because there's usually always more on your to-do list than you can really tackle um so that's the first thing i do and then coupling off of that i take a look at the things that are on my list that i say yeah i need to get these done um and i prioritize them based on how much they're going to actually do for me so um the first like the top of the priority list always is what do i need to get done so that my uh, my team or somebody, you know, can do their job. What do I need to do so they can do their job? And that's the first thing I tackle. Um, and then this, the next one is, okay, if I've got these five things, what's going to, what of those five things is going to get me closest to uh, my goal, going to create the most movement or momentum to whatever my, my big goal is for that week, that month, that year, you know, whatever you're working towards. Um, and I always gauge against that because we can get shiny object syndrome very easily. Uh, there's a lot of cool things out there that seem fun. We have a lot of great ideas, um, but focus is what makes us successful. And, uh, and I think every day taking a fresh look at what you have to get done and reassessing the priorities, even when it seems like, oh, I do that every day. I already know. Um, it's that verbalizing. It's that it's that uh, active practice, I think, that makes sure we stay in line and focused and on path. Um, and I think that makes all the difference to being successful. The word focus, I've heard the acronym is follow one course until success. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I copied it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I I tell you, why reinvent the wheel, right? Right. <laughs> well, Dana, do you have an Internet resource to share with our listeners which helps your efficiency like Evernote and Storytellers? You will find the links to these sites on the show notes of today's episode at bizstoryshare.com slash Dana Malstaff. Yes. So, actually, I have a a tool that's the most popular thing anybody comes to me for. Um, I use Trello, um, and I say it's kind of like Evernote and uh, Pinterest had a baby. And um, I, I call it, my, it's my work wife. I live in it. And I have a, a training that shows you exactly how I use my business, use it in my business to, to run my business and my team. Um, and I also give you five of my boards that are already set up with instructions on how to use them. Um, and I've had thousands of people uh, take the training and get uh, – I was just interviewing somebody today that the, the reason she found me was because uh, she got that training and uh, and said it changed the way they run their business. Um, it's it's truly changed the way I run my business and allowed me to do so much more. Um, and I so yeah so I that um, I will absolutely have the resource for you. Um, and you can also at boss-mob.com forward slash Trello um, and and get that there. But it's a uh, it, I think it's it's one of the things that if you can find the right tool, um, Trello is that tool for me. Uh, that it's that that is the only way like you can't you can't run things if you don't have a system well I agree completely and I do not know how I found you but but I did sign up for your Trello course and it is just remarkable I tried take I tried it a couple of three years ago and I just made a mess with it but with the training that you gave on your course listeners I really recommend that you go there if you want to get organized and take uh, Dana's free 
Trello course. It, it really is remarkable, and I love it now. Oh, thanks, and I'm actually adding more training as I'm learning things. I'm, I'm, uh, I have a little list of, of extra things I want to train. I'm going to add to it, so uh, you guys will be getting that soon. All right, great. Well, would you describe for us who are perfect referrals for your business? And by that, I mean business associates or clients, the listeners know, who would benefit from doing business with you? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, ultimately, I say I would say mom entrepreneurs who um, want to be entrepreneurs, who who yearn for it, who it's like in in their in their soul. Um, but you know, also I get boss dads, and and so really, I think it's uh, there's a couple things. Um, the people that use my resources, we have a ton of free stuff to send our way, and and basically what I say is send them our way if they could use these free resources, and we will give them what they need, and if they want to work with us further, then then those people will 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 do that. You know, um, we kind of have a nurturing system that's built that way. Uh, but I think that if you are a creative entrepreneur, you think visually, you think creatively, um, and you want to understand tools in that creative way the same way I break down Trello, um, and you want a space where you can uh, feel really excited about creating the entrepreneurial journey for you and really honing in on what that journey is going to look like, and you want help uh, figuring all of that out and creating a thriving business for you, um, then you want to come hang out with us. And we do three podcasts a week, um, one where I talk about business, one where we interview somebody, um, and one where uh, my co-host NJ and I um, just chat about a particular topic that our, our, our group wants. You know, we've got the Boss Mom Facebook group. Um, we have all sorts of resources out there. So really, there's kind of something for everybody. And the only criteria is that you got to want to take action because I'm super actionable. Um, and you got to want to stay positive, uh, And you got to want to not feel guilty about getting what you want. Great. All right. And, and I really do recommend listeners that you, that you take advantage of, of all that she's offering to you. Dana, if you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? And you can recommend your own book also. Oh, well, of course, Boss Mom, I think is a great book. I love it. Um, gosh, I, you know what? To be honest, the, the best book, even just for your business, is The Five Love Languages. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, it's by Chapman and uh, Gary Chapman. And it, to me, it changed my life. It changed the way I uh, interact with my husband. It changed the way I interact with my family. And it, it absolutely um, helps me interact with my community, with my, uh, with my, you know, my clients and, and in business and in life. Um, it is a book that shows you uh, that, I think it, it, it is the pinnacle of mindfulness when it comes to relationships because it shows you, like I said, business is people, and it shows you that we do not experience love in the same way. We are we we give love the way we want to receive love, but not right. everybody wants to receive love and, and, and feels that fulfillment in the same way. And when we recognize that, we can step out of ourselves and become conscious of that. We can start giving love in the way that other people want to receive it. And I will tell you, my clients – get more, uh, feel more, achieve more, because I, one of the first things I do is recognize who they are and what they need and how they will, because feeling love is just all about how we feel valued. Um, and when we feel right. valued, we, we can do so much more. I, I figure out how that works for them, kind of using the five love languages and understanding that, and that is how I coach them, um, giving love and giving value in that way. Uh, and I find that it makes all the difference in every relationship, both uh, personal and in business. So I would say if you're going to read one book, that would be the book. 
That would be it. All right. Thank you for that. And your book is Boss Mom? Yep. It's Boss Mom, The Ultimate Guide to Raising a Business and Nurturing Your Family Like a Pro, which I also love, but I wrote it, so I'm a little... (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any, any doubt that it is just full of wisdom. Oh, thank you. Well, it was a lot of fun to write. And I, I'm a journalism major, so I, I knew I was destined oh. to write. Oh, good for you. Well, I have truly enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories that you've shared. Would you please share one more time how we can get in touch with you and any other resources that you want us to have, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, sure. So um, you can get us at boss-mom.com. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, which is rapidly growing. We've got uh, like 1,200 or so odd women in there right now. Um, that's at boss-mom.com forward slash Facebook. You can get the Trello training at boss-mom.com forward slash uh, Trello. And if you have an interest in group coaching, you can find out more, and we do a 15-minute fitting call to see if it might be a good fit or if we can help you find the right fit for you in your uh, entrepreneurial journey. And that's just at boss-mom.com forward slash academy. We, we like to keep our URLs simple. I think that's I think that's a very smart thing to do. Good for you. Well, I just want to say thank you again for being so generous with your time and expertise and all of the wisdom that you shared. Oh, that it was just wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I love to be in in these wonderful kinds of interviews. I just feel like, like I said, getting to chat and talk through your story helps me gain clarity on what I care about and what's important to me and what I want to do every day. So thank you for giving me that space. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Well, listeners, you can find links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to bizstoryshare.com, Dana Malstaff. Thank you again, Dana, and goodbye. Oh, thanks. Give the storyteller some love. Go to bizstoryshare.com, click on the iTunes button, and give a five-star review. Thanks.